0: welcome 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 to let's grow in love if you are joining us for the first time this podcast is dedicated to people who are in love looking for love or just trying to figure out themselves and how to love better you know there's nothing better than the feeling of love or being in love or having love in your life no matter who you are or where you are you are deservant of love you deserve to have a love and no matter who is in your life you deserve to be respected Season 4 is an amazing season, we're going to talk about love, we're going to talk about my history with love and what love has meant to me and how it's been defined. In this particular season we're going to talk about my childhood and my first, earliest introductions of what love meant to me. So sit down, buckle up, listen, be excited and I hope that my stories ultimately resonate with you so that your life can be more qualitative do me a quick favor hit the subscribe button hit the share button hit the post button whatever you do share this podcast as frequently as you can because I want to educate the entire world on love and I want to share what I've learned and I want to share my own personal experiences and hope that it's going to make your life a bit better so let's get started all right, so my very first memory of being a child was when I was a kid. obviously, it was a child. Well, my very first memory of being a kid or love was on my very first birthday. You see, my parents have a very interesting and intriguing background. My mum was an air hostess when she met my dad and she was she was sixteen years old, and my father was thirty four My father had a fair amount of money. When he was a lot younger in his life, he did some activities and happened to score himself a large amount of money. My mum, on the other hand, grew up from quite an underprivileged community and her family and her folks didn't have quite enough money or a lot of money, so my mum started working quite early. My parents ran into each other's stores, so the story goes, on an airline back then it was a nigerian airline and my mother was the air hostess on the plane that my father was flying he literally had booked out the entire plane for himself i guess they got to talking one thing left to another or one thing led to another and uh six months later he and my sister and i were in her womb and my parents were getting married you see as the story goes and as no one wants to admit to me my parents never should have been married They got married six months after meeting, predominantly because my mum was pregnant and nobody wants to confess that to me, but that's okay. That's their story. It's not mine. So... From the ages of like one to three, I grew up in a predominantly comfortable household. My father had a fair amount of money. I don't remember any of this at all, but I do remember some incidences and some occasions in my childhood where I walked into rooms and there were piles of money and foreign bills stacked up in the entire room. So I know enough to know that my father had a fair amount of money. My first birthday being my first memory of love was because it's the strongest memory for me. I remember that my sister and I, over have a twin sister, my sister and I had the same birthday cake, the birthday theme was red, there were so many people surrounded by us. And I remember that being one of the first times in my life where I truly felt loved, seen, and accepted, and oh my god, I was overwhelmed. I remember crying and screaming, and honestly, not even really wanting to be around people. And I remember the crying and screaming, and we had a nanny at the time, and then my nanny was the person who would take me into another room and sit me down and calm me down and take me back outside. It was one of the earliest memories of love. And when I sit down and I look at pictures, I feel how much love was in those pictures because, my God, it was a great birthday. The next memory of love, or the next memory of my childhood, is kind of a bit fuzzy, You see, when you grow up and you realise that you suffer from chronic PTSD, you realise that there are so many parts of your childhood that you don't remember. Now, if you have ADHD, that could also be the cause. But for most people who suffer from chronic PTSD, it is the fact that it's not one thing that has happened to you. It's a series of many different things. And the reason it's chronic is because they keep happening and your body and mind and soul and emotions never get the time that you need to process all the things that have happened to you. But they keep happening over and over again. Yeah. But my next memory of love was another nanny. So at the age of three, my mum decided to take us away from my dad and we ended up moving to the UK. That was how I got into the UK. Yes, my lovely life in great old England. Or the United Condom, if you know what I'm referring to. So we had a a plethora of nannies. I can't tell you how many nannies we had and if any of my... Old nannies are listening. I want to say I'm really sorry I was a misguided teen and we did not, and they say we, my sister and I, did not mean to do the things that ultimately led to you being fired. But yes, we were troublesome kids. My very first nanny, her name was Barbara. Barbara was a Hungarian lady and she had moved to the UK, I think, a year ago and was in the search of work. And so my mum made her an offer to be a stay-at-home nanny for us. Now, if I remember correctly, I think we fought Barbara and we fought her influence in our lives over and over again because, honestly, when you're a kid, all you want is your mum. You don't really care about other people. But my mum had to work. She worked consistently and, unfortunately, was never really around as as we were growing. up. Barbara was. See, Barbara would take us to school. She would pick us up. She would have dinner ready when we were home. She would bathe us. She would have clothes ready for us. She would iron our school clothes. She would tell us night stories consistently. And she was the very first person in our life to ever give us goodnight kisses and hugs. You see, a lot of who I am today, a lot of my sensitive side, I owe to Barbara. Because without Barbara, I don't think I would be half of who I am today. See, Barbara showed me the true meaning of love by teaching and treating us how our mum was supposed to treat us. I remember one day specifically going to school and... Barbara was going to kiss me in front of my friends and I said ew no don't kiss me I don't want that and she pulled me aside and she got down on her knees and she kissed me and I said why do you do that that's disgusting and she looked me in the eyes and she said when you love people you should never ever ever leave or say goodbye without hugging and kissing them and truly telling them how much you love them before you leave. Because you never know if you will ever see those people again. And how sad would it be if you never see the ones that you love and you regret not saying goodbye or hello properly to them? You see, Barbara really taught me the meaning of hellos and goodbye. Because of Barbara, I've acknowledged that the power of words and affection and touch is powerful and should be used as a tool to show love and never to punish people. Those are some of my earliest memories and as I sit down and I think about how I am today and who I have become, I think about all of the people who showed me the meaning of love, all the people who sat me down and took the time to be patient with me, took the time to grow me, took the time to help me understand that as a man I didn't have to always be rowdy and rambunctious and and mean and angry but that I had more feelings You know, I didn't discover that I had more feelings other than anger and happiness until I was 21 years old. In my very first therapy session, my therapist asked me to explain the situation to her, and I did. And she asked me to explain how I felt. And she said, I think she asked me how I felt. And I remember looking at her going, I I, I don't know. And she told me to explain it. And I started explaining it, and she said, how you feel is called disappointment and my mind was blown it took me 21 years to recognize the feeling of disappointment in my life because i never had the time or the foundational work to do the work that i needed to do as a kid to figure out what my feelings were so here i was on this couch as twenty one year old disappointed at my failed relationship and blaming myself because i I did something wrong. See a lot of our earliest memories are really good insights into how we are the way we are and why we are the way we are. A lot of those memories are really good to bubble back up so that you can learn why you've learned to love the way you love. Once you know who you are and where you came from, it's easier to address where you are today, why you've gotten there, and how you can get to a different place in your life in the future. So, yes, I've shared two stories of my first recollection of love. In season, in episode three, I want you to join me. And I'm going to explain and we're going to talk about my very first intimate relationship. Because my very first intimate relationship holds a lot of key into the way that I view intimacy today. If you've joined us for your first time, I want to thank you for listening. I appreciate you. I am so grateful that you are listening to me. And I hope that for the rest of your life and the rest of the additions that are to come of this podcast, you find the things that I'm saying as helpful and as useful to you as it is for me to reflect on my own life. Take care, stay safe, and until next time, my beloved.